0: This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Salesman Podcast, hosted by Will Barron, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Look, if you work in sales, want to learn how to sell, or just peek at the latest sales news, check out the Salesman Podcast, where host Will Barron helps sales professionals learn how to find buyers and win big business in effective and ethical ways. One of my favorite episodes lately, How to Personalize Your Sales Outreach at Massive Scale. Who doesn't want to do that? Listen to the Salesman Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Mark Mulwini. He's a lifelong entrepreneur who helps coaches get more clients without paid advertising. He achieves this with his coaching programs, his podcast, Natural Born Coaches, his Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle, and his exclusive print newsletter, Secret Coach Club. So Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Well, uh, thanks for having me, John. And I should let people know uh, what a good guy you are. I messed up our original meeting last week where I didn't show up <laughs> at our time. Uh, scheduling snafu, totally my fault, but you're very gracious. And here we are today. So it's embarrassing for me, but uh, thank you oh,
0: for well, well, not uh, blocking me and kicking me out of your world. Now you've done your public penance there. So yes. <laughs> all, all is right. So so how long, let's talk a little bit about your journey. How long have you yourself been a coach and kind of where do you get started your training? Cause there's, there's certainly a lot of people jumping into the profession and I'd, I'd love to hear kind of maybe your, your approach or your point of difference.
1: Yeah. So I officially started March, 2014. So we're around eight years now and at the time, I thought I was too late to the party. it oh, yeah. it's crowded, and uh, I waited too long. And here we are in 2022, and it's ten times noisier and way more yeah. coaches. So the moral of the story: there's never a perfect time. Just jump in there and do it now. My background is actually real estate. You know, I spent about a decade building up a large real estate company, and throughout my 20s, and then everything collapsed in 2009. Right. And basically, I went through a rough period of a couple years where, after nonstop success, it was just a couple years of struggle. And Everything I touched turned to crap instead of gold, and I was helped back to my feet by several coaches. And that's how I found out about coaching, what eventually led me into starting my coaching business in
0: 2014. You may use the word no, uh, noisy. Mm. And I think that I too have, you know, I work with consultants and have for many years. And when I started my program, maybe 10 years ago, I don't know that there were too many people out there. Now everybody's selling some sort (laughs) of training for digital agencies. And, you know, how do you find that you kind of cut through that noise?
1: Well, like yourself, I mean, you've been at it longer than me and there's that consistency, you know, since 2014, I've released 751 episodes as of today for my podcast, you know, and I've gone on a lot of shows like this i've been doing daily emails to my list since 2016 and haven't missed a day there so it's not always a sexy superpower consistency because yeah. everyone's looking for you know the magic bullet but it's just showing up every day and then yeah. you're going to outlast those people that you know, we've all seen they jump into it and in the, and they uh, burn themselves out you know they they don't make the million bucks in the first month they get frustrated and then they're gone so a lot of it is just me showing up every day like was it woody allen's said showing up half the battle yeah. or something i don't know i'm not a big Woody Allen fan, but for his movies, but I think he said that.
0: <laughs> so, so let me get this straight: you're saying you work really hard for a long time, that's the secret. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Who I like that? The, I'm an optimistic person, but uh, when it comes to things
1: like business, I'm also realistic. So I say I'm an optimistic realist. Uh, so I'm not the type, uh, you know, when you plant a seed and you uh, sprinkle some water on it and stuff, you don't expect it to come up out of the ground. No. The next day, I just assume it'll happen. So yeah, I mean, everything I do is with that in mind that, Hey, I'm just going to do my best job possible. going to hang in there. And then the results usually come, but I don't beat myself up if I don't get a bunch of Money coming in on day one of trying yeah. something.
0: So, in the intro, you mentioned that you do marketing uh, for coaches or teach marketing for coaches mm-hmm. without uh, paid advertising. So, I'm guessing somebody listening to this show might go, okay. <laughs> How do I, you know, get clients without paid advertising, Mark?
1: Well, we just touched on it. You got to roll <laughs> up your sleeves and do some work. Yeah. Uh, so when I got started in 2014, coming off a of bad business closure where I lost everything, you know, went belly up, I didn't have the benefit of having a big war chest like I had back in my real estate days because I used to do a ton of. Now we're talking about the Stone Ages, you know, the early 2000s. I did a lot of postcard mailouts and radio advertising yeah. and print advertising and so on. And all, and then when I started coaching, I'm like oh man, I don't have that. I can't be spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on marketing. Uh, At the time I thought it was negative. Looking back now, there's a silver lining there because it forced me to really hone my message. I had to do it all organically and put that work into it. Uh, So I do find a lot of times people try to shortcut the process of this coaching. Let's say they're coming from corporate America, they got their golden parachute or they're sitting on a bunch of money and they think I'll just hire some uh, funnel expert or guru and spend 30 or 50 grand and That'll handle it, but yeah, that that's how coaches can do it is just by rolling up your sleeves. I know it sounds like common sense, <laughs> and just doing it.
0: So you know, I talk about that as as well, and I talk about you know the various channels and you know ways that we can reach our clients. And inevitably, somebody you know comes up. Like I'll 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 do a talk to seven steps to you know marketing small business marketing success or something, and at the end, always somebody will come up and say that's great. There's all these things we got to do, but like, what's the one thing, <laughs> right? So, so if I'm, if I, if I'm just getting started, say as a coach, and I really, you know, I do need to get clients. Is there a channel? Is there a place? Is there an activity that you would tell people, well, as you're just getting started, here's, you know, here's something you should at least do to maybe kind of jumpstart. I mean, there's more than one way to skin a cat.
1: So right. there's certain. Uh, Platforms that I prefer. You and I chatted about this when you came on my show. A good example, you with blogging. I mean, that was a great way that got your name out there, right. put you on the map and everything. For me, podcast, really have three pillars. Podcasting, that's my show, but also going out on shows. I like this. There's a Facebook group, really community building. Uh, yeah. So I have the coaching jungle group. And then the third way is with daily email marketing. So what I would say is um, your three pillars or a couple things may be different than mine, but find uh, one or a couple things that you enjoy doing and that you can get results from and then consistently do it instead of trying to spread out and do every single thing that's yeah. out there because you don't have the time to do that. So it's like trying to start a fire with a magnifying glass. If you're moving it around, it's not going to catch on fire. Uh, you got to keep in one place. Yeah, yeah.
0: Great uh, point. I remember doing that as a kid all the time. Um, yeah with the little cars. army figures. <laughs> I think it
1: was Bart Simpson. In one of the episodes of The Simpsons, he was melting the little green army guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I think you kind of answered this already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pose it to you directly, and you could say, well, yeah, that's what I meant by that. But w- when you are working with coaches, what do you see that they tip? What, what's the thing they get wrong most often? Well, especially with new
1: coaches, uh, they assume that they're going to spend. Uh, roughly 80% of their time coaching and then oh, the other 20% maybe finding clients, doing a little bit of back-end paperwork and stuff, but the majority <laughs> of their time will be spent coaching. Yeah. Anyone who spent any time in the business knows that it's a flip side of it and actually it wouldn't even be 20% of your time coaching. It's probably even less, but the, the vast majority of your time spent uh, doing the things to, to find clients, which some people don't like because they do the coaching, right? That's why they're getting into it and they, they think, oh, gee, I don't want to be selling. I don't want to be yeah. posting content, marketing or whatever. but that's what you have to do you're going to be a a well-kept secret if you're not willing to get out there i've often said if i had to put my money on one of two coaches if there's a mediocre coach that has amazing advertising marketing skills but then there's this incredible coach best in the world but sucks at marketing i'd put my money in the mediocre coach unfortunately Uh, that's just the way the world is
0: And now let's hear from a sponsor. Whether you're looking to sell your business in the near future or just wanna make it more scalable and profitable, Work Better Now's virtual assistants can help you get there. Adding a virtual assistant to your team can help you focus on high value activities like business development to boost your bottom line. Work Better Now clients say that their virtual executive assistants have made an impact on their business well beyond their expectations. For only $1,900 a month, you get a full-time assistant who is 100% dedicated to your business. There are no contracts, no additional cost. Based in Latin America with incredible English proficiency and business experience, Work Better Now assistants undergo a rigorous screening and onboarding process. Work Better Now is currently offering duct tape marketing readers and listeners $150 off per month for three months. Just mentioning duct tape to learn more. Visit workbetternow.com. You know, you've been doing this for a while. You've put lots of time and energy into building a bit of a reputation. There's no question that has value, right? I mean, people uh, see you, they've begin to like you and trust you, and they're willing to pay a premium, perhaps to work with you because of a reputation. How does somebody who doesn't have that go about building uh, a reputation of influence or uh, in expertise without, you know, without having that kind of long-term success?
1: well i mean i think uh, one great way to do it's podcasting yeah. I know you're a fan of podcasting I too i started my show in november of 2014 so i was still within that first year of being in business the podcast got me in touch with some really uh, great people you know some were big names uh, some weren't so big names with their interesting people well connected got my foot in the door with others and then when people went to check they're like oh gee he's you know host a podcast he's had uh, these people on like for example i had rich lipton and steve chandler on my show fairly early in the run they wrote the prosperous coach and they're well known in the in coaching circles so people say, oh gee mark knows uh, rich and steve yeah. you now no, we're not best buddies <laughs> or anything like that but we talk from time to time uh, with both those guys and they're great so i think podcasting especially where there's little to no expense to do it, or it's peanuts, that's probably your best bang for your buck. As long as you're patient with it, you don't expect to make the million dollars in the first week or anything like that.
0: You know, one of the first things I outsourced when I started my business, payroll and HR. Well, Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it even easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks. Filling payroll taxes, getting set up for open enrollment. Gusto does it all. And you want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise that 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94%. But here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash duct tape. Again, that's gusto.com slash duct tape. I'm telling you, you're going to love Gusto. Get started today. If you're looking to earn more income online without being glued to your laptop, then I want to tell you about Kartra. With Kartra, selling your knowledge or services has never been easier. That's because it's the ultimate all-in-one platform for online success. With just a single login, Kartra gives you all the tools you need to grow your audience, monetize your content, and scale with confidence in one affordable, easy-to-use platform. With Kartra, you can build stunning pages and funnels, launch online products and courses, create customized checkouts, host webinars, set up autoresponders, and so much more. Unlike other platforms, Kartra has powerful automation features that are specifically designed to help you get more customers, make each customer worth more, and keep your customers. And it's entirely on autopilot. Plus, you can launch full-scale funnels in minutes when you customize Kartra's done-for-you campaigns that are already designed, connected, and written for you. Ready to make it easier to earn more? Visit dtm.world slash Kartra that's K-A-R-T-R-A. That's right, dtm.world Kartra and use the coupon code DTM to also get a free trial and 20% off today. You mentioned the real estate industry, and you know it's most people. Well, I don't know if most people know this or not, but probably about twenty percent of residential real estate agents make any real money. Uh, the yeah. other, you know, run around; it's a part-time job. They get in it, get out of it. There's some similarity, I think, in coaching. You know, it's very easy mm. to get into coaching. You know, call yourself a coach. I think the the top twenty percent are probably people that treat it as a real business that are very successful. Now, I'm not disparaging the industry. I'm just. That, you, know, you can go industry by industry, <laughs> yeah. and that's probably the case. So, so having said that, what are some of the things practices? Not necessarily marketing, but what are some of the practices that you see that that top tier uh, coach? coaching business do
1: well I'm glad you mentioned about the similarities because I've said that often before too and I catch myself instead of saying coach I might say agent yeah, or yeah. something yeah you know, first you think well there's not no similarities between the two but actually there is I just actually wrote an email the other day about this and I said one of the things I noticed that successful uh, coaches don't do versus unsuccessful is complain, you know, and what I mean by that, everybody complains, you know, we <laughs> human or whatever, but they, they, they're not spending their time griping about, well, well, here's an example, which I noticed in real estate. And this is why I love coaching. In real estate, I was in a, a small, I say small market in Atlanta, Canada. There's 300 agents in my marketplace. And uh, everybody talked crap about everyone because they would, if I got a listing or you, John gets a listing, then, oh, gee, John took food off my uh, table, right? Yeah. Uh, he got that commission. I just talked to that homeowner two weeks ago. I should add it, yeah. you know, or something like that. So in real estate, uh, the agents are all 364 days of the year stabbing each other in the back. And then at the Christmas party mm-hmm. for the real estate board, they're hugging at each other like their best friends. (laughs) then it's back to normal with the coaching world what i like about it is it's not like that because uh it you're in uh, colorado right i am am. so if if you're in colorado you get a client i'm not grumbling up here like oh geez john that bugger he got that you know whatever (laughs) it's billions dollars a year industry and it's just not saying everybody loves each other all the time there's of course feuding and things but but yeah i find the successful coaches they're not looking at the complaining or or bringing other people down and uh, i see some coaches on social media especially that some of they're posting uh, about is, uh, it, it's kind of depressing. I'm like, I don't think I'd want to work with that person yeah. if they're just complaining that much. So there, there would be one thing that sure. would differentiate the yeah.
0: two. So coaching is one of those businesses, like a lot of professional services, where a high level of trust really needs to be established with clients. So I'm guessing, now I know this, that referrals are a really big part of you know how a lot of coaches probably acquire a new business. So What do you see successful coaches doing to actually stimulate that? Obviously doing good work, being trustworthy, you know, those are things that are going to make referrals happen. But I see a lot of businesses that get a lot of referrals, but they don't do anything to try to actually stimulate them. In fact, I'll share one statistic and then I'll shut up (laughs) that that there was recently (laughs) uh, Texas tech at the university did a study and they found they interviewed 2000 consumers and and 86 or so percent of them said there was a business they loved so much they would refer and then the flip side of that was only 27 percent of them actually did and and so you know i often say there's got to be some real money in that gap you know it's not enough to just have happy customers you've got to do something to stimulate that that referability i think
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing, it sounds kind of funny to say it, uh, you have to ask for referrals, which (laughs) I don't think that's being done nearly enough. And I'm probably guilty of that too, you know, full disclosure. One of the things I do, and this might sound a little, uh, crass, but I, I think it does help. If somebody refers business to me, whether it be a client or a good joint venture partner or something else, it sounds bad. I'll pay them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll pay for the referral. Yeah. I know some people say, oh, well, you shouldn't do that because, you know, or whatever. It's my way of saying, hey, um, I appreciate you keeping me in mind, and I would pay all day long if someone's handing me a good client on a silver platter. I've given referrals to people. It's not that I'm doing it just for, you know, money or monetary gain, but sometimes I'm not even getting thanks uh, yeah. from people uh, before, which is, I'm like, wow, that's kind of silly if somebody's referring you business and a really good client one person i know you know not to not to complain because i just talked about complaining but i gave them a five figure client a really good client or whatever and i got a little uh, nut basket or something in the mail you know like a 20 dollar basket which is fine like you know i'm not a big nut fan or whatever but yeah if somebody's giving me a client worth ten thousand fifty thousand dollars i'm gonna give them a nice gift <laughs>
0: So let's go back to uh, delivery on coaching. So, you know, a lot of coaches, a lot of consultants, a lot of businesses in general understand the value of having kind of this maybe starter offer and then a core offer and then, you know, group offers and, you know, big, you know, scale program. Do you you know, is there a delivery mechanism that is, um, you know, is probably the best for coaching now or should every coaching practice have a variety of maybe price points even, as well as uh, delivery mechanisms?
1: Uh, well, it's tough because there's different ways to do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, Some people, or a lot of people, like the latter approach, uh, where you start with the low price or right. low ticket thing and then work right. your way up. I know some coaches that don't want to get into that. They swear by the, no, you start with the big ticket mm. thing and that's what you're focusing on. One thing I will say with mine is with my ladder so to speak it, my offers go anywhere from on the uh, base I have a print newsletter that's $97 dollars a month 997 a year that's my uh, most affordable offering it's how people can get into my world they can, they're allowed to pick my brain by email subscribers there then it goes all the way up ten thousand and up. but I don't play in the world where uh, a lot of people are like hey let's have a seven dollar ebook to get <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, people yeah. in there and stuff and I, I just prefer to uh, have that as a base $97 dollars a month and if you're not able to do that or not willing to then that's fine but uh the, you got to pay to play or have some skin in the game uh that way too so you could do it any number of ways my suggestion though is not to have too many so a, a true story i had a client uh, years ago this was probably five or six years ago and when we started working together before our first call i want to get as much information as possible get a feel for his business and he said oh, i'll send over a spreadsheet with my offers to show you <laughs> what i'm doing and oh my god there was like 36 different offers of different uh, lengths of time frequency for sessions and i said how do you keep track of this like they didn't, you know he was even confused with it so you shouldn't need a spreadsheet to track your offers keep it you know keep it simple yeah, nice and yeah. easy Plus, how do you
0: ever explain all those offers to somebody as you said without them oh kind of gosh. just going i don't know what to. Pick. they're caught like a
1: deer caught in headlights <laughs> there's been different studies too showing uh, one that comes to mind uh, joe sugarman yeah. but yeah he was doing some work with the swiss army people they had a swiss army that they're selling and he went in to meet with them and i guess there were three different types of that watchers men's women's and the children's models and there are three different colors for each i think it was camouflage black and a different color and uh, he they wanted him to have all nine of those models three times three on the full page ad which he did not want to do but they said you know no we want to do it he wanted to run with just the men's black model with it and he couldn't talk them out of it so he agreed okay we'll do a b split test we'll put my, my ad simple one choice versus your ad and see which one does better and i'm pretty sure that his simple one watch ad hold like four times better or something like that. And uh, so a lot of people think, oh, well, there's more selection. You'll get more sales. It's actually the other way. It's more selection confuses the buyer and then they end up not opening their wallets.
0: Yeah. You certainly see a lot of good, better, best, you know, where people's like, you know, and it's really almost more a way of helping somebody make a decision because, you know, always the middle choice says most popular, (laughs) you know, kind of psychologically Hmm. sells them the one thing, but also says, oh, it's not the most expensive, you know, so it's, there's a lot of (laughs) psychology and pricing, isn't there? So, so let's close up on, are there any trends that you see in coaching right now or trends in delivery models or trends you know, its just like membership programs were big, you know, for a while. I mean, are there any things that you see coming uh, in the future that you think people ought to be paying attention to?
1: Well, I think a trend that we're, and I already saw this the last few years, but I think it's going to be even more pronounced going forward is coaches are going to have to deliver on what they're promising. <laughs> so, you know, gone are the days when you could, uh, you know, put up a fancy sales page or whatever, make all these big promises, but not deliver and then still expect, to stay in business i i think the customer clients are becoming more sophisticated maybe more jaded too they've been burped by one or two of these bad apples uh, so you're gonna have to do better there and that's good for people like us it weeds out the bad actors and keeps you know the good people will profit so that's what what i would see is that coaches are gonna have to that you're not gonna have to uh, not just give the sizzle but the steak as well i guess
0: Alright, Mark, tell people where they can find out more about uh, your Natural Born Coaches program, the Coaching Jungle, all of the things wherever you want to send people. Yeah,
1: well, the Central Hub has the podcast, the access to my daily emails, all that. That's at naturalborncoaches.com and uh, you are a guest on my show, so hopefully your show will be up by the time they go over <laughs> and check it out but naturalborncoaches.com the Facebook group, like you mentioned, the Coaching Jungle, there's 22,000 coaches in there, lots of great discussion. That's at that coachingjungle.com.
0: Awesome. Well, Mark, it was great uh, having you come by the duct tape marketing podcast and hopefully we'll uh, run into you uh, one of these days when i'm up in uh, canada again yeah
1: come on over and we'll go skiing or something wintry sounds awesome
0: (laughs) all right that wraps up another episode of the duct tape marketing podcast i want to thank you so much for tuning in feel free to share this show feel free to give us reviews you know we love those things also did you know that we had created training marketing training for your team. If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says training for your team.